When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about the past. I'm about the future. We're back. It's Draft Vice. Well, that was a little bit much, right? Even for me. Even for me. If you watch the show, you know that was much, even for me. All right. So we're back. We're here, and we're talking the Bucks and the L.A. Rams. The Bucks, the Bucks. Why the Bucks? Well, because they're the Bucks. You got Tom Brady now, famous Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Yeah, that's what we all thought when we heard Tom Brady. Who would have thought a year ago Tom Brady was going to be a Buccaneer? Nobody. Zero people. But then again, two years ago, nobody would have thought Bruce Arians was going to be the coach of the Buccaneers. So there you go. It's just It seems to be like one of those things where it's like, wait, really? Who? Are we sure? Come on. And then it happens, and it would be like, the Buccaneers are like, I don't know, the most quasi-weird team. Like, when you say the people who've been associated with the Buccaneers, you go, huh? But it's true. No hating. I like them. They're a good team. Well, they're a team. Anyway, but uh, but they did do well in this draft. They did do well in free agency. They got the greatest quarterback of all time, you know, getting up into those later years. But still, he's still the greatest quarterback of all time, you know, maybe fighting it out with Peyton. I'm kidding. He's the greatest. Anyway, we've got Tom Brady, right? But that's not the only offseason move they did. we got to stop just thinking like that, right? They got rid of Jameis Winston, right? Their best defensive player. I'm kidding. They, but they got they signed three guys back. They re-signed Adama Kong Su. They uh, re-signed Jason Pierre-Paul. They re-signed Shaq Barrett. And then they traded for Gronk. Yeah, the guy who was retired. Everybody comes out of retirement and goes to Tampa. It's like they all lived in New York or something. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, so, yeah, they, they had a quite the offseason. I didn't feel like I actually had to go much into their offseason at this point. This is a very quick offseason recap. Very good offseason, though. Um, they have a very young defensive back core. They have Bruce Arians. They got Brian Leftwich going to be there, who's going to be their OC year two, and uh, they have you know Todd Bowles, former head coach of the Jets, being their D coordinator and getting a lot out of that team. So here we go. They go into the draft, right? They're sitting there. They're waiting. They're at pick fourteen, and they get a phone call. Or they actually they didn't get a phone call. They gave a phone call. Yes, apparently the stories are that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers called everybody from seven on down so they can get a tackle. And guess what? They literally didn't have to do that. They did not have to do it. They could, they didn't even have to call San Francisco to do it. I don't even get why you would call San Francisco to do it. They were like, yeah, uh, hey, Carolina, can we? Carolina, Carolina, come back, Carolina. Oh, we'll call up Arizona. Arizona, you want, you want to trade with us? Arizona, what? Isaiah Simmons, okay. And they just went down the board. Like They were like, Cleveland, Cleveland, we know you want to tackle. We want to tackle. Uh, can we uh, figure out a thing? Maybe I'll give you some picks like you did with the Carson Wentz thing. And Cleveland wasn't hearing it because they didn't want they, – they, they had the best tackle on their board. No, nah, well, we don't need to go into that. So anyway, so they, they get all the way down to uh, pick 13, right? Pick 13, they call up the 49ers. They know they're going to be the next pick. But maybe they had some inside light, right? They had inside track because, you know, the 49ers, they just lost Joe Staley. He retired. It's very sad, very amazing, very good player. Um, but we kind of knew this was eventually going to come. He was in his older years. So they said, you know what? We won't take a tackle. What we'll do is we'll trade back with you. We'll trade one pick back. You give us your fourth rounder that we will later use to trade up 
later on in this first round because we have two first round picks, but we don't want anything beyond our first two first round picks. It would be way too confusing. So they went ahead, they traded, they pick swapped, right? This is somehow what the 49ers do. They pick swap. Uh, they convince people to trade picks for one pick up. So they do the trade and they get Tristan Worse, right tackle out of Iowa. Probably one of the best tackles in this class. Definitely one of the top four guys. He fell probably because a lot of teams thought he also it was more of a guard than a tackle. I like him. Athletic. Uh, good mover. Very much fits his own scheme. What everybody's going to tell you, he fits his own scheme. He fits his own scheme. He fits his own scheme. But not for nothing, a lot of people say he, he's mainly a, a guard. I think he can play tackle. I watched his game tape. He, you know, he uh, his worst game tape was him holding up against Josh Uche. And guess what? He held up well against Josh Uche. So I don't know. Again, like now, granted, it's it, it's all relative, right? They're all going to come into the NFL. They're all going to be rookies. I just, I personally think that. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, great guy to replace DeMar Dotson. DeMar Dotson's out of there. He's 39 years old, 35 years old, 34 years old. Uh, but, yeah, there was a Peter King story where he talked about that whole trade-up story. Go ahead, check it out, go read it. Uh, so, yeah, pick 13, perfect pick. This is what they wanted the whole damn time, right? Now they got uh, Tristan Wirfs on the right side. They got, uh, oh, God damn it. Who is the, 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 is it not Dotson? Who's their right, their left tackle? Oh, Donovan Smith, right? They got Donovan Smith on the, the left side. And, uh, now, and, and then their interior was actually relatively, relatively good. Alex Kappa, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, who they signed from Baltimore. So actually that team is starting to, the line's coming up. I think that's been, that was a very good move. That was really what they needed. Their receiving core is going to be pretty because they got Godwin and Evans and Gronk. So, dude, that's an elite receiving core. Now, like, Brady's got all the weapons in the world. He's got a great O-line. So they make it to the second round, right? Pick two, uh, pick uh, 45 in the second round, uh, 13th pick on the board. And uh, they go for Antoine Winfield Jr. out of Minnesota. Uh Bruce Arians said he he reminded him he's like part Honey Badger, part Buda Baker, which is weird because I felt like Buda Baker was compared to Honey Badger when he came out. So you're basically saying he's two parts of the same kind of guy. And they're very similar players, kind of very versatile, good ball hawk. So I get it. Like, that's what he wanted. He said Todd wants to get more complex. He wanted a bright player at the position, a guy who can flex and play nickel and dimebacker, but had the ability to split field and be a, a safety as well and be able to be good in coverage. So, uh, yeah, Antoine Winfield Jr., I know a lot of friends of mine who were on the live stream who were big fans of this pick. I think it was a good pick. Um, now, again, there was uh, – I, I there might have been other – safety is one of those positions that's scheme-specific. This guy's going to probably be there like Jamal Adams, the versatile guy. He's going to basically – again, like I said before, he's going to be kind of a flex nickel dimebacker safety. And they're going to utilize him all along the line of scrimmage. They're going to create some crazy looks – I think this was a good pick on their part. He was definitely one of the best safeties in this draft. He was definitely one of the best of that kind of safety. That's for damn sure. So now, uh, and definitely the best one left on the board that wasn't a free safety named Grant Delpit. Anyway, um, pick three, pick uh, uh, seventy-six in the third round. Uh, pick twelve. They got they took Keyshawn Vaughn out of uh, Vanderbilt. This is one of their two running back picks, right? Um, we'll talk about him. And also their uh, their their uh, pick that they took uh, two forty five. They took Raymond Calais out uh, Louisiana Lafayette running back. He's more of the small pass catching uh, running back, like T J Logan, 
Um, and in fact, he'll probably battle TJ Logan for a roster spot. And then uh, Keyshawn Vaughn's more of the every down back, right? So that was kind of they wanted to get uh, they want a competition. They want they want to see who's going to really win out that role, whether it's going to be Ronald Jones or Keyshawn Vaughn, who can, it seems like he could be an every down player. And then uh, you know maybe you have Raymond Calais who can you know be. Uh, a versatile pass catching back, kind of a, like a joystick role, if you will. Uh, so now they didn't have a fourth round pick. They go to the because that was Gronk. They traded for Gronk, and then they had another. They traded and got a fourth round pick, and they traded that away to move up one spot in the first round. So they had no fourth rounders. Um, fifth round, they take Tyler Johnson, wide receiver out of Minnesota. This guy's a good route runner. He's got good hands. PFF loved him. Shane, uh, buddy Shane, who's on the the podcast and on the live stream he loved him uh so this is a good pickup for them in the fifth round he can battle for the wide receiver three role uh they there's been some rumors that uh that uh scott miller might compete for that other wide receiver three role now that brashad perriman's gone we'll talk a bit of their losses in free agency as well uh so, yeah, the, I thought that was a good pickup. They did need to kind of fill out the receiving core again. They've lost a lot of guys over the past few years. By the way, anybody shocked that, like, uh, that, that Tampa Bay has been actually pretty good at drafting receiver? Like, a, a D, uh, they had uh, Humphreys last year who went off into free agency. People wanted to pick him up. Uh, they have Cameron Braid on their roster. By the way, they've got a really thick tight end roster. And I don't mean thick like they're all big, bulky dudes. I'm saying there's just a lot of guys, a lot of tight ends. O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid, Gronk, very deep roster at tight end. And uh, so Tyler Johnson in the fifth round. Sixth round, they take Khalil Davis out of Nebraska. This guy's cool, man. This guy's big, fast, athletic, defensive tackle. Uh, he was at the East West Shrine game. He ran a four seven six in the forty. He is big. He's athletic. He's gonna be like a. Uh, he's not gonna be the nose tackle, but he might be like you know either you know. Uh, in the three, I I guess he'd be a three technique. I don't think they really like when they run their scheme. I don't think they have a three technique, but whatever that D tackle is. But he's gonna he's gonna be the guy who's gonna be trying to rush hit the passer basically. Um. So you got Khalil Davis, probably going to be a three-tech uh, form of defensive tackle, um, going to line over the guard and try to push the pocket kind of guy. Now you got picks. You know, now you're in the seventh round, right? Pick, in the seventh round, like again, this, this is where they took Raymond Calais. They took Chappelle uh, Russell, te uh, Temple linebacker. He's aggressive, instinctive, can rush. He's tough. Uh, he's going to play on special teams, is what Bruce Arians said. So I think that made sense, right? Like it, uh, you know, it's a weird draft. They they went like first five guys all played in the Big Ten, which is very different than some other drafts. Some drafts like spoke specifically for the SEC. Uh, yeah, it, it was a very, it was a very good draft. I I think there was a lot of good players there. Uh, again, like I said, they drafted two running backs. Uh, Bruce Arians was like, listen, man, we love getting captains, right? So I thought that was a good move, man. Now we got to look at it from the abstract, right? Now, you know, ever since Tom Brady got there, everybody went, yo, this is a playoff team, right? This is a team that's going to the Super Bowl. This is, their odds just went up and up and up as they got Tom Brady, as they got Gronkowski, uh, as he's trying to put on weight and, you know, put on weight. So he, you got Gronkowski there. You got O.J. Howard, who they were rumored to have been trading so they can get Trent Williams. That didn't happen. Uh, that was a rumor a while back, though. So now you got 
this this filled out roster, right? You got you got a great receiving core, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You got uh, you know now they're gonna have the people fighting out for the wide receiver three spot, and it could be any you know if they're especially if they're running three you know eleven personnel, three receivers, a tight end, a running back. You know they might go. You know, like I said before, Scott Miller was one guy. Justin uh, Justin Watson was another name that was thrown out there. Uh, Tyler Johnson was drafted. You know, they're going to play, you know, best guy available to go ahead and compete for that third wide receiver spot. It's going to be an important spot. You know, these guys are uh, are good players. Uh, they could also play a lot more two tight end than they've been doing recently. Maybe Bruce Arians adapts his scheme a little bit, does what works for Tom Brady, uh, Brian Leftwich. So... Yeah, uh, they even tried sprucing up the offensive line. They took, uh, they signed Joe Haig, formerly of the Colts, for a one-year deal. He's going to compete for an interior line spot. So the, the offense looks like it should be good, right? This offense, it looks very high-powered, very potent. You know, uh, I think Tom Brady's probably playing with some of the best pass catchers he's had in years. Uh, you know, he's going to have a nice little mixture of running backs back there, like a nice little gaggle of puppies. So now you've got this this offense, right? But what about the defense, right? Well, we talked about it before. They re-signed Sue, they re-signed JPP, and they re-signed Shaq Barrett. Dude, right there, those three guys affect a def- uh, are amazing for your defense, right? They drafted a safety. They uh, they still have Vita Vea on the roster to play D-tackle, a nose tackle. They uh, they saw William Goldson via like, their, their D-end. Uh, Pierre Paul's going to be rushing an outside linebacker. And you got Shaq Barrett on the other side. And now they lost Nassib. They lost a few guys in free agency. They lost Prashad Perriman because he went to the Jets. They lost Nassib because he went to the Oakland Raiders. And he likes to talk, you know, he likes to talk uh, economics with folks, if you will. He uh, He's a big economics guy. He'll tell you how to invest your money. He, he's probably the guy most likely to in the locker room uh, convince you to buy from their multi-level marketing scheme, which is fine. I actually signed up for his. It was uh, it, I, I, it's not a bad one. It's actually about selling peanuts. And if I can get six other people to join me in selling peanuts, uh, I can make a lot of money and win a trip to Oceania, Washington. Anyway, I don't even know there is an Oceania, Washington. So, the the front seven looks kind of cool, right? They have Levante, David, and uh. And uh, Devin White, who they drafted last year in the first round, top ten pick. Uh, so their their front seven looks good, man. That's gets two very athletic linebackers. Uh, Levante Davis, a sure-handed tackler. You got uh, a D line that's built up of first round picks, impressive pass rushers. That defense should be impressive. It should be kind of scary, right? Uh, now they've added to their defensive backs with Antoine Winfield uh, at corner. They've got. They've got a whole host of guys they've drafted at corner, right? They got Carlton Davis. They got uh, Jamal Dean. They've got oh my god, uh, what's the name of the guy? Oh, Sean Murphy Bunting, who they drafted in the second round last year. MJ Stewart. They they got a very deep defensive back core, right? And then uh, that's just the corners. Safety was really where they were weak at, right? So they drafted Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, 
And they got Mike Edwards, Justin Evans. Evans was good. I, I liked Evans, actually. So now they got this very – I think the defense – defense went from 30 to 5 last year, and they didn't do much for it. I mean, I, they didn't bid for it. Don't get me wrong. But JPP didn't play for most of the time. He had a, he had a neck injury, injury. He had a car accident. So, dude, this team is looking good. I'm uh, I, I'm impressed. I understand why they, they, they boosted their stock for uh, odds of winning the Super Bowl or at least getting into the Super Bowl. But you got to look at the teams that they're playing with in that division. Can they beat the uh, the Saints? Can they beat the uh, Saints? Is really the hard one, right? I think the Atlanta and Carolina are in a weird mode right now, where I I don't think I'm all that impressed with what they do. This is the team that I think is going to be the hard one to beat. It's they are going to be. They have a very diverse uh, diverse defensive back. Uh, situation. Their front seven is good. And then again, offensively, you got you got Tom Brady, right? If How many more games would the Bucks have won last year? They went seven and nine. How many more games would they have won if they weren't throwing like 20 pick sixes, you know, a season? Not that I hate Jameis Winston. I think if he goes to the right situation and develops, he will one ba- a day be a starter again. So, and in fact, he went to the Saints, right? Right, the the division rival I was just talking about. He's gonna sit and learn from Tom, uh, from not Tom Brady, from Yagoon Drew Brees. So yeah, apparently, but I think it was a good move. I think it was good for both sides. They get to move on. They had other people. Um, so this was a really good draft. It was a good free agency. It was amazing free agency. They got a lot of pieces together. It's just the question of. Who are they going to lean towards? Are they going to lean towards what Tom Brady does well? Are they going to lean towards what Bruce Arian likes to do? Keep in mind, though, Tom Brady was still good at throwing between the uh, throwing, you know, at the intermediate parts of the field, which is kind of what Bruce Arians does. He does this kind of he wants to throw, yeah, deep down the field, but not super deep. He likes to also throw to uh, you know the the middle ear area of the field. So. With that being said, I think this is a team that has a lot of potential to make it to at least the playoffs. The problem is tough division and tough conference. But I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, good job, Tampa Bay. I think you did pretty dang good. Let's move to L.A., motherfuckers. L.A., Los Angeles, the city of angels. As because they're all dressed like them all the time. Have you ever been to L.A.? They just dress like angels. They all wear gowns. They have wings popping out of everything, wings out of their shoes, wing-tipped things. Anyway, I've never been to L.A., but that's what I've heard, and that's what I'm sticking to. So the L.A. Rams, right? New stadium that's not going to get finished because of coronavirus. Uh, They didn't have a first-round pick. They spent two first-round picks on Jalen Ramsey of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, what did they do? Hey, uh, they didn't have two first-round. They didn't have the first-round pick this year. But what they did do, what they did get was an extra second round. How'd they do that, you might ask? Well, they traded Brandon Cooks over to the Houston Texans after giving him an extension. Now, you might go, well, wait a second. Now, that sounds crazy. It does sound crazy. And it was kind of crazy. But at the same end, what they were trying to do is uh, get a second-round pick. I don't know. I think they're trying to clear up. Well, first, what happens here is, A, they had a, they're going to eat $21 million in dead cap space because of this trade. That's a lot of dead cap. That's an, that's a very oddly surmount. That's the highest amount of dead cap for a single player, supposedly. 
So you lose you lose out on twenty million dollars, so you can get rid of Brandon Cooks, so the Texans can play him at eight million dollars. You're making the Texans look smart here, L.A. I'm just saying. So they get rid of Brandon Cooks. They get an extra second rounder. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about their free agency in a bit. I, I don't know. With the, those two trades, though, it really sets up like what what's going on here. One move is a is a move for the now. The other move is a move for the future. Um, you know, they were thinking they were going to lose Michael Brockers. He actually came back and resigned after they he had a deal with uh, the the Baltimore Ravens, but then they backed out and they were like, "Yeah, oh, you've got a weird ankle issue. You got high ankle sprain." And he's like, "I oh, should be fine." Rams passed him on his physical, signed him to a deal. He's done. Uh, they they brought in a Sean Robinson, D tackle, and also outside linebacker Leonard Floyd of uh, of the Bears. So they they got uh, some pass rush help, a little bit of extra effort from uh, Sean Robinson at D tackle. Who uh, again, I think that that helps build out their D line, helps build up around Aaron Donald. Uh, now you, you're trying to single up Aaron Donald. And Sean Robinson's been pretty good at his previous stop, but he was I, – I don't know if uh, – this, this sounds like a move to say we're trying to redo what we're doing on defense. Remember, they no longer have Wade Phillips to rely on anymore, and they got rid of a few players, right? They got rid of Nickel Rolby Coleman. I thought that was a weird release. His, his contract wasn't that heavy. Uh, nickel corners are actually pretty good players and, and important, especially nowadays. They lose Dante Fowler to free agency. The Rams uh, also not just trade Brandon Cooks and need some dead money. They also cut Todd Gurley. We had a whole episode on it. Todd Gurley gone, and they're going to be eating at least $7 million in in, uh, in bonus money owed to him. Now, to be fair, there's a $2.5 million uh, 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 $2.5 of that is they are not paying. It's going to be paid by the... Uh, it's an offset, if you will. That's what it's called, an offset. So they... Uh, they have the the two point five million dollar offset, so they really don't have to pay him five million. Problem is, they haven't paid it to him, and it was due to him like a, a two months ago. At least as of the time I last heard about this story, maybe they cleared everything up. But at one point in time, when he was supposed to get paid, did not get paid, and neither did uh, apparently Clay Matthews, who also got uh, let go, as you will. So now they have all these uh, all these like question marks with some former players they got rid of brandon cooks they're eating all the money on that it, i don't know what their plan is right you would think it'd be like okay uh they get they get uh what worth to come back on a three-year deal i don't think he's playing out that three-year deal i think some of that's just kind of playing cap uh money with them i think they're playing funny money with the cap if you will so they bring back andrew whitworth left tackle rob havenstein's there they they think he's really the future at right tackle he'll be, he'll be back they got some real effort out of bobby evans last year so let's talk about this draft right i wanted to bring up the offensive line for a reason they didn't address it till the seventh round right i heard a lot of people complain about a lot of other drafts. This was the one I felt was the most weird. Now they had some good players. Don't get me wrong. Their first pick, Cam Akers, running back out of Florida. Um, I heard a lot about people being like, "Oh, you know, it's good they got a running back. They just got rid of Todd Gurley." Yeah, you just got rid of Todd Gurley, and you're paying him because you gave him a stupid contract. Now you go ahead and you draft another running back after you drafted one in the third round last year. Why doesn't that sound smart? Okay, whatever. May, I, I don't think Cam Akers is a bad player. In fact, I think he's a very good one. Uh, I, I But it kind of reminds me of Jamal. I think that was even a little high to take him still. It kind of reminds me of Jamal Williams. 
Uh, so still, you know what? I get it. You took Cam Akers. You need a running back. He diversifies what you're doing on offense. You know, you have Daryl Henderson. Now you're gonna have Cam Akers. You're gonna have some some versatility there. And also you have Malcolm Brown, who you shouldn't have re-signed and gave him a contract, but you did. Who cares? Um. So okay, that was their one move, uh, in the draft. What was their next one, right? After trading away Brandon Cooks, everybody goes, well, they're clearly drafting a receiver. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe if a good one's there. And they take Van Jefferson out of Florida. Yeah, here's the problem. Van Jefferson out of Florida does not match up with Brandon Cooks' skill set. Now, there there is some rumors that Josh Reynolds is going to really kind of replace Brandon Cooks. He's going to be the downfield threat because he did well in the spot. St- you know, he did well as the outside receiving threat when Cooks wasn't playing. So, okay, maybe they feel like, we got the outside cover. He's got some decent wheels. We could throw it to Josh Reynolds. Let's find the next replacement guy. Who's the next replacement on their roster? Well, they have to replace Robert Woods, right? Robert Woods is a, is a veteran on their team. He's getting a little bit older, a little bit longer in the tooth, if you will. So they have Van Je- They go ahead and they draft Van Jefferson out of Florida. A good route runner. Very good hands, very. But he's not going to play outside the slot. Problem is they don't. You know they already have Cooper Cup playing in the slot. Now what Van Jefferson really fits mold wise is really Robert Woods. He looks he is a very similar style to Robert Woods. Good route runner, uh, good hands. You're going to be utilizing him maybe maybe more in the. Uh, you're going to get him some matchups. You're going to you know maybe start him out of flanker and move him around the uh, the. The, uh, the line of scrimmage, you're going to do a lot of the same things you do with Robert Woods to scheme him up open and utilize him. Okay, I get, I like the player. Um, it might have been a little high for me, but I get it. I like the players. It's the same thing with Cam Akers. I like the player. I I felt like there were better players at positions of need at this point, right? You could have, again, I felt like a big need was offensive tackle. Josh Jones was sitting there. I felt like Josh Jones would have been perfect for him because Andrew Whitworth's getting older. He's not getting any younger, folks. It's just not what time does to you. So they go running back receiver. Third round, they go Terrell Lewis out of Alabama. Finally, a pick I actually kind of like. You know, a guy who really wasn't able to get on the field enough when he was at Alabama because he had some injury issues. But uh, a guy who, if he hits, you have a good pass rusher, right? You lost Dante Fowler. You're addressing the edge rusher need. You know, you drafted Ogobonio Alcoronco a couple years ago. Uh, Now he's going to have to be getting on the field at this point, but he's like a fifth-round pick. Like, their D-line, like, their D-tackles are deep. Their edge rushers, you know, like, Leonard Floyd's going to be on the roster. Like, okay, maybe he pans out a little bit. Maybe they can – maybe their scheme utilizes him better than he was used on the Bears. I could totally see that. So, okay, that one makes sense. I totally get the Terrell Lewis pick. Then they go with Terrell Burgess. Another pick I kind of like. They do need to fill out their safety room. Eric Weddle retired. They got some good – Good play out of Taylor Rapp and Josh and uh, is it Josh Jones, John Jones? Uh, so they got some good play out of their safeties last year. Um, they uh, they then draft uh, Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. Uh, he might be a future replacement for one of the tight ends they have on their roster, like a Gerald Everett, uh, or if they're looking to get rid of Tyler Higbee, even though they extended Tyler Higbee. Both those guys, it sounds like they're moving more towards 12 personnel and 13 personnel, which, again, would mean three tight ends. So you're utilizing these guys to kind of get matchups. You know, you're trying to play a little bit of play action, dictate what the off, dictate what the defense has on the field, play matchup issues. Because, again, Gerald Everett's a very good matchup guy to get on the field. So maybe they're looking to either, you know, Bryson Hopkins, again, sounds like another guy to be a part of the piece of the future. 
Um, that was in the fourth round. Sixth round, they go for Jordan Fuller, Ohio State. Again, they're attacking the DB position. I don't mind going after a DB out of Ohio State. Uh, you know, those although it's not one of the the higher up ones that you probably would have been better off. You know, again, he's a safety. Um, very scheme specific uh, position, but again, it's a very good move to double up on safety. You're trying to fill out that roster. Uh, a lot of times, safeties also can play on special teams, so you have a very good utilization of some of your picks here. And then, like they had three seventh round picks: uh, Clay Johnson, Baylor kicker Sam Sloman out of Miami, Ohio. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, drafted a kicker in the seventh round. Okay, I don't hate that move. I don't love it, but it's a move. It's a move. And then they went for uh, offensive tackle Tremaine on Chrome out of Clemson. Uh, I mean, you at least took a tackle. Uh, you took the tackle out of Clemson. At least that's an opportunity. Uh, all right, so what do I think about this draft? I think it's okay, right? I'm not a big fan of it. It's probably not what I would do, especially those first two picks. I said this about the Bears draft. The like the guy, the teams that didn't have a first round pick. When I saw their drafts, I'm like, dear God, what did you guys drink before you started drafting? Because it just looks weird. And a part of it is, is that like that's the area where good players who maybe don't play valuable valuable positions fall to. You know, with the Bears, it was Cole Komet. They felt like he was a good player at a not so valuable position to draft early on. And with the Rams, it was Cam Akers and Van Jefferson, guys who, you know, maybe were not high on everybody else's board, but kind of were in that perfect position and fit what they need. Okay, I get that you're trying to replace some pieces that you're hopefully going to be cycling out of your roster soon. Um, I, you know, I felt like they could have went for more edge rushing help. Because, uh, again, their defense, I, 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 felt, I felt corner. I felt corner was a big need, to be honest. Uh, you know, you have Jalen Ramsey, but you don't have the guy on the other side to be on. Uh, to to be fair, you also cut your nickel corner. You know, maybe they feel like they're going to get something out of David Long or Troy Hill. David Long, who was drafted last year very late, maybe they feel like he can be a big player for them. Uh, behind David Ramsey, there's not a lot there. So, yeah, I think you're going to get like you're going to utilize Taylor Rapp in kind of this nickel backer role. You're going to be able to utilize Terrell Burgess out of Utah, who, again, is, is, used to play corner and he moved to safety. And, uh, you know, these guys, you're all going to be able to utilize at least the, the safeties a part of it I kind of like. So maybe they're looking maybe to move Terrell Burgess maybe to slot, uh, Taylor Rapp to slot. Like they might get some mix and match of their scheme, if you will. So I get kind of what they're using their defensive back room for. I just... If, if defensive back is such an important position for you, right, because you, you you drafted two safeties in this draft, you traded for Jalen Ramsey, uh, I could totally understand the argument that, hey, like we're going pass rush over uh, – we're going pass coverage over pass rush. You know, We'll take some flyers on some other guys, but really what we're doing is we're aiming at corner. Well, you should have probably drafted a corner, right? Like Again, like uh, Troy Hill and David Long uh, are going to be duking it out maybe – you know, maybe they get somebody as a trade or, uh, you know, somebody who's an undrafted free agent. But as of right now, it doesn't look like that's a very good position uh, outside of Jalen Ramsey, which is stupid because you traded two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey. And at that time, there was probably – you were either close enough where you – again, Christian Fulton was there on the board, both picks, right? Fill out that roster. Uh, Fulton's very versatile, could play – uh, zone or man 
I I felt like this this was a draft where maybe a lot of drafts it goes like this, where we look at the drafts and we go, well, I wouldn't have done that. And some drafts you do it and you go, you know what, I wouldn't have done it, but I at least understand the move. Uh, this is a draft where I wouldn't have done it and I kind of don't understand what they're doing. I kind of understand, but you have, you know, extremely old Andrew Whitworth, who, by the way, looks like, uh, he looks like he's going to be filming a family sitcom on Netflix next year, everybody. He doesn't look like he's going to be playing tackle very long. He has, like, a beard that, like, I, I, listen, I love Whitworth. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. If you know me, you know I love tackles. Whitworth's one of my favorite players in the NFL. But uh, if you're not drafting somebody to be his replacement in the future, uh, especially given the offensive line play that happened and hit you hard last year, let's just go over their offensive line, right? They did re-sign Austin Blythe. He's going to be back preferably to play center. Uh, they did trade for Austin Corbett, former Brown, last year midseason. They're, you know, maybe he levels in at guard. David Edwards uh, is on the team. They drafted him last year. They got Bobby Evans, who did spot start and played really well. So, honestly, I think Bobby Evans might be part of your future. Maybe that's what they're thinking because they have Haverstein. So, maybe they go, well, Bobby Evans played well on the right side. Maybe when we're really worried about Whitworth, we'll go ahead and play him on the left side. They have Joel Noteboom, uh, Brian Allen, who had some – he wasn't really the greatest center in the world, but he's a good depth piece. Um, I just thought they would invest more in O-line, but maybe maybe they truly believe in their offensive line room. I can understand that to an extent. What I can't understand is not going, especially when there were some decent corners in this draft that were in your range. I don't understand not going for one of those corners. That's the part for me. I've, I don't get it. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, it, when you look outside of those first two picks, if you said, hey, they didn't have any second-rounders and they went Terrell Burgess and Terrell Lewis, I would say, you know what, at least they're taking shots at the apple. They're trying to build around their defense. It would make sense. Uh, so maybe I'm just being a little over, a little bit over the top about the first two picks. But the real question is, what are they doing? What is this team doing? Uh, are they in win now mode? Because you got Daryl Henderson, you got Cam Akers, you got Malcolm Brown, you got uh, you paid Whitworth to stay for an extra three years, even though he's probably not making it to the end of that contract. He'll probably retire before then. Uh, you have Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, Cooper Cup as your receivers. You're looking to mix and match and add a little bit more twelve personnel. So you drafted an extra tight end. You have two tight ends on the roster who are really good. Um. It seems like they're trying to build this team with an eye for the future, but at the same time trying to, like, they're, it's like they have a plan and they went, no, fuck the plan. And they went, no, no, fuck this plan. We'll go back to that plan. And they keep going back and forth. That's what it really feels like. So what do I think about the LA Rams? Meh. I don't think they're winning their division this year, right? Uh, I, I think it's going to be, I think the Arizona Cardinals could probably beat them out. I think the... I, I think that the San Francisco 49ers uh, are going to be the ones to beat in that division. But we've seen this before, like it happened, but I feel like this is the team that's falling apart. And I, I called it last year. I have some video from this podcast a year ago where I said, I think the LA Rams are the most likely team to take a step back and fall to the bottom of their division. I know everybody else said they called it too, but I really did. It's on you know this podcast earlier on a year ago. Uh, part of it was, again, I said they lost a lot of interior alignment. Now they got to really hope they build up that de that depth that they've built up over the years of guys who they drafted in mid rounds really pans out. Uh, you know they lost Saffold, they lost a couple of good interior players. 
Whitworth's getting older. Haverstein played last year. Now, granted, Haverstein played with an injury last year, so maybe he comes back and bounces back. I'm just saying, I expect more from ULA. That's what I think I was saying. I think that's where we go with this. Jared Goff, um, I actually don't hate Jared Goff as a quarterback. I think he is, he's the new Andy Dalton. I think that would be a good a good point for him. He's the new Andy Dalton. If you have a good coach or you have a good scheme, you have good players around him, he will be good if you, you know, if you get him in a rhythm and timing offense, I think he will be fine. But I feel like he's the new like barometric. If you don't have better than him, you got to be looking for a quarterback cuz everybody's got quarterbacks now. So you got to look for the better quarterback. He is that line in the sand of like if you don't have better than this, you need to keep looking. And I, I think that's what it is. Um, that's my thought on Jared Goff. I actually kind of like Daryl Henderson. That's why I'm a little shocked about the Cam Akers pick, especially so early. Um, but I felt, I guess maybe they felt like this was the last draftable, good, good running back that was available. In fact, I think they traded up for Daryl Henderson last year too. So that makes it even weirder. Um, and, and again, there it sounds like they're trying to build out some of the core. But again, this is a deep receiving class, right? Um. Clay Johnson sounds like a guy who's going to be trying to compete, like one of the young guys competing for linebacker. I, like I said, I, I, I like watching LA because like when they were good, they were fun to watch. They had some great, uh, great teams, especially if you have fantasy football. Todd Gurley was amazing. It's it just starting to seem like this team is a losing all the bits and pieces that made it, uh, good. You know, they have Micah Kaiser, who they're hoping will uh, will be able to replace Corey Littleton on the inside. So it sounds like they're trying to go small, quick, fast, and build up the D-line to help stop the run. I, I get it. It's a good strategy. That's the one strategy I seem to like that they're doing, right? Get a bunch of, like, quick back, like, quick defensive backs that are also kind of nickel linebacker guys and get them to play in the backfield. Um, shut down somebody with the Jalen Ramsey portion of your team. And then... You know, you have a bunch of guys up front who are going to get to the quarterback and get pressure, especially because you have Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, that's about it, everybody. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, please like, follow, subscribe. Uh, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O, Death is in the End of Life, and Punch, a delicious drink you drink on a summer day. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about the past, I'm about the future. 